You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. All right, Woody, you ready to get into this segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor? We are? Okay. Well, what we're going to talk about on this segment of the PBL Podcast, we're just going to go through some stories that we were browsing this morning, Woody and I, as we woke up and had our cups of coffee. Yeah, cups, plural. And, you know... It's just disheartening and how asinine the world has gotten. And I think one of the more uh, frustrating things is our national media. Our, our mainstream media is completely useless in America. It, we re- it really is. In, in fact, uh, I get a lot of stories from across the pond because th- here in America, our media, our mainstream media is so biased. Now, there are a lot of great alt sites out there that are, are helping in us stay uh, informed logically and realistically. And I know a lot of you people disagree with these, but I do like Gateway Pundit. I think he's one of them. He's an aggregate, but everybody likes to say he's far right so what i mean he gives you some stories and you can decide on it and then there's citizen free press is one i've been using quite a bit and i highly recommend them it's an aggregate as well they just give you some stories is it right leaning absolutely who cares we're not going to get that from the mainstream media they're left leaning pj media is another one i use quite a bit just the news is phenomenal there's one called what finger that's pretty decent there's a lot of alt media sites out there and the reason that you have to go to these sites it's because the mainstream media won't report it. But here's the interesting thing about it all is the information's all out there. It's all out there. The media cannot hide the truth. You, unfortunately, have to go find the truth. And what I say, unfortunately, is if you're listening to this, this show or you're watching this show, uh, you're seeking alternative information. You're seeking alternative voices. Uh, but majority of people don't. The majority of people will listen to those daytime radio shows or their daytime talk shows or the evening news, and they're not getting a full picture. The mainstream media is doing a disservice to this nation. And and the media has been doing a disservice to the nation for a long, long time. I don't think I can remember a time where I ever trusted the media. Can you? I mean, the media has constantly been um, left-leaning. I go back to a story that I read a long time ago about the Vietnam War. And the story was about the media and how the media was reporting. And Walter Cronkite at the time was the major anchor of the big three networks because there were only the big three at that time, NBC, ABC, CBS. And, of course, there was PBS, but that, that was pretty much it back in those days. And I remember reading how Walter Cronkite, had, and I forget his phrase, and I apologize and looked that up, but his phrase was that we pretty much lost the – Vietnam War. And the the story was that once you lost Walter Cronkite, you lost the war because he had that much of a sway over public opinion. And if you think about that, in that context, uh, Walter Cronkite, by the way, was a left-leaning. But, you know, back in those days, they didn't wear it on their sleeve like they do it now. The media now is so blatant and, and so dishonest and so misleading. And why? Well, it's because it goes back to Walter Cronkite. And, and I'm not saying because of. I'm saying um, – he, that, I, he, he, th- this is the reason, you know, the cause and effect thing. It's like the media looked at what Walter Cronkite was, and he was a huge influencer. I mean, that's what the media is. They're influencers. So these media pundits, they think they, they can influence the world. I've mentioned this before. The majority of 
reporters, journalists get into the business because they want to change the world, air quotes. Well, that's not their job. Their job is to report the news. But that has been lost, lost years ago. I mean, the media has been, and, and they just keep going farther and farther and farther. They're no longer news. They're no longer report the news. They're no longer journalists. They're basically opinion pundits. And I, and, and I don't mind that. I mean, I wish they would just come out and say it. If they would just say they're pundits, then great. Then people would understand that this is their opinion they're expressing. They're not reporting the news. They're reporting their opinion. A perfect example of this would be, as they report this election, they keep saying baseless claims or there's no evidence of. You know, an affidavit is an evidence of in the court of law. Now, in the court of law, then it's proven true or not. But an affidavit is evidence of. It's evidence. So there's ample evidence of all these irregularities around the country. But it's all local, by the way. Just make sure YouTube gets that. It's all local. It's not widespread. It's local. This is for you, you YouTube. Okay. So here, I'm going to take you to um, CNN. Um, he, this is from MRC Newsbusters. Here's the headline. Disgusting. CNN, Trump is the equivalent of slave states for challenging the election. Um, it's on this morning's New Day. Co-host John Berman strained logic and analogy beyond breaking point by claiming that in joining the Texas lawsuit challenging election results in other states, President Trump has somehow made himself the equivalent of the secessionist slave states in the Civil War. Listen to this, or, and if you're watching the video, watch this. The president tries to undermine democracy and seems to identify with insurrection. The president has joined a lawsuit from the attorney general of Texas, himself under federal investigation, to try to overturn the results of the election he lost. The president's filing with the Supreme Court states, quote, our country is deeply divided in ways that it arguably has not been since the election of 1860. So leave aside the circular logic of decrying division when he is the one stoking it. But that reference to the election of 1860, you know why the country was divided by that election? Because Abraham Lincoln won fairly, and slave states were pissed about that, and they seceded, and there was a civil war. So by the reasoning of the president's crack legal team, Joe Biden is Abraham Lincoln here, the guy who won fairly. And the president is the slave states, the ones who seceded, and then the Civil War. That's who Donald Trump is relating to this morning, as 3,000 new coronavirus deaths were reported overnight. So according to Berman, uh, Donald Trump is the two, by the way, there were two candidates that were running against Abraham Lincoln uh, that advocated slavery. That's Donald Trump. He's those candidates. He's the states that wanted to secede from the union because of slavery. That's, who, that's what Berman is saying from Donald Trump making that analogy, which is absolutely asinine. And here's why is one is um, in the, the election of 1860, by the way, Abraham Lincoln would not have won that election if it not were the Democrats splintering. By the way, there were two two Democrat candidates that ran against Abraham Lincoln. If they didn't splinter, they would have won. But they did splinter. And uh, Abraham Lincoln won. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. Donald Trump is a Republican. But in Berman's analogy, he's twisted it around that Abraham Lincoln somehow is advocating for slavery. He's, the, he's a slave owner. Absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, the two party candidates that were advocating for slavery in the 1860 election were Democrats. That's right. 
They were the Democrats, but not in Berman's world. In Berman's world, he's trying, you know, he's trying to use Trump's analogy as Trump is racist. He's a slave. He advocates slavery. He wants you to be enslaved. Remember Biden saying he's going to put you all back in chains when he was talking about uh, the election against like, McCain, it was. Absolutely. This is the media. This is what they do. Look at what he just did. He did two things here that were uh, abhorrent. One is he, he uh, basically said that Trump is akin to slave owners. He brought up race. And not only did he just bring up race, he brought up slavery in this. And then notice what he did at the end. He brought up COVID-19, the deaths in COVID-19. Everything to vilify and make Trump look like the bad man, the man that's evil. I was on a website debating leftists because I like doing that. It's a lot of fun. And they, they, one of them talked about the evil that is Donald Trump. And I ask, I go, okay. I mean, I'm afraid to ask this. I mean, because the answer is going to be amazing. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait for this. What did Trump do that was evil? I got no answer. What I mean, honestly, they're equating Trump with slave owners. They're equating Trump. They're basically putting all the deaths of COVID at Trump's feet. And they're calling him evil. They're saying he's not done anything for the country, but they can never, ever explain that. What has he done that's evil? I'd like to hear it. I mean, what has Trump done? To this country that's evil, what, he disagreed with you? He called you fake news? Well, you are fake news. CNN is fake news. CNN is horrible. They are the worst. You know, at least MSNBC puts it out there that they're left-leaning. CNN comes across trying to be, well, we're down the middle of the road. Well, we're, we're non-biased. We're the most trusted news. Bullshit. CNN is biased as bias can be. That was abhorrent what Berman just did, equating Donald Trump with slave owners of the 1860 election. Absolutely horrible. Sorry, Abraham Lincoln was Republican. Trump's a Republican. The Democrats were the slave owners. Democrat is the party of slavery. Democrats are the party of um, segregation. Democrats are the party of Jim Crow. Democrats are the party of the KKK. Democrats are the party of BLM. Democrats are the party of Antifa. Why don't they report that? And here's a poll from the National Polls. Left-wing pollster finds only 51% of people feel U.S. election conducted fairly. That doesn't bode well for the left. See, they want to unite us from this election, but, oh, you're going to have a hard time doing that, calling us racist. I'm just saying. You know, we want to unite the country, uh, except for those racists over there that voted for Donald Trump and support Donald Trump. We want unity. We want people to reconcile, except for you racists. You need to go to Trump Tower and be in prison. You are evil. This is what you can expect, by the way. If uh, Biden gets the presidency uh, and uh, the Democrats get the Senate, here's from PJ Media. Headline, Falls Church, Virginia School Board Cancels Thomas Jefferson. So I know we've had this cancel culture a lot, and we've talked about it a lot. But if if they get the White House and they get the Senate, well, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see a lot more of that. But here's also what you're going to see. This is from Breitbart, again, one of those alt-media sites that the left hates. And by the way, Breitbart's not the best. 
I've got my issues with Breitbart, but you know, I, I go through all sources to look for media. This one caught my eye. Blue state blues, dirty tricks become federal law if Democrats win Georgia. That's right. Uh, if the Democrats win Georgia, here's what they're going to do. So on the top of the list, literally the first item is House Resolution 1, the voting reform legislation passed by Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi as the first order of business last year. Every single Democrat voted for this. Uh, it has been blocked by Republican Senate, which if we lose the Senate, it's not going to be blocked anymore uh, But we'll, because it will certainly pass if the Democrats win Georgia. Here's what House Resolution 1. It's called the For the People Act. There's your first clue that it's bad, by the way. Because if it's for the people act, it's only for certain people, by the way. It's not for you. You're, you're a rube. You're a plebe. You're a Trump supporter. So therefore, you're evil and racist. And you should be put in containment. You should be put in intern camps. Remember, they want to use Trump Towers. And that was from that left-wing lunatic, Keith Olbermann. Put you in Trump Towers as a prison so you can congregate together. That's what he wants to do. Uh, anyway... Uh, from the article, and like many bills in Congress, it will do the opposite of what the title suggests, destroying democratic elections in this country. Uh, as the Heritage Foundation noted in, in a report on House H.R. Uh, 1, would force states, here it comes, force states to accept same-day registration and universal vote-by-mail requiring states to allow convicted felons to vote and allow voters to circumvent photo ID requirements in states that have them by signing sworn statements instead of providing ID. So that's right. Uh, if the Democrats get the Senate, what they will do with the Senate is they will stack the court to circumvent laws they don't like. And then what they will do is they'll pass H.R. 1. It'll get through if the Democrats win the Senate. And if H.R. 1 gets through, uh, I don't know how a Republican's going to win. Because the reason that this election went the way it went was because of mail-in voter fraud. You can't say that word. Can't say that word. All elections are local, YouTube. So it all happened locally. So, um, I, you know, this is what we're up against. If Georgia goes Democrat with the two Senate seats, and by the way, they have to, they have to win, the Democrats have to win both of them. If the Democrats only win one of them, then it's, you know, we're safe. We got a 51 majority in the Senate, but there's a lot of wishy-washy Republican senators. Um, Susan Collins of Maine is one that I can think of. Of course, Mitt Romney is another one that I can think of as well. But uh, there was a video that I saw a while back, and uh, if you're watching this on video, I'm searching for this. And it basically, it was a Project Veritas video where they caught the um, a member of John Ossoff's team, uh, John Ossoff being one of the Republican senators here in the in Georgia, a Democrat, of course, and they were talking to one of his um, field people, uh, one of the champ, I think it's a campaign chairman person type or at least of that uh, status. And basically the person undercover for Project Veritas was asking him, you know, uh, if, if, if we get the Senate, are we going to stack the courts? And he goes, oh, absolutely. That's one of the things we're looking at, stacking the courts. So if you don't think the Democrats are going to stack the courts, 
you got another thing coming. They will stack the courts. Trust me. That is part of the agenda is they're going to stack the Supreme Court so they will win in the courts because that's how they can win uh, overall. They can't win elections, honestly, obviously. Uh, and so they need all branches of governments. The Democrat wants, the Democrat Party wants all three branches of government. They've got one of the houses of Congress. And in Georgia, this election is they're going to fight to get the other house of Congress. So they'll have both houses of Congress, branch one. Joe Biden gets put into the White House, branch two. Now they need the judiciary. They need the Supreme Court if they're going to enact a radical agenda. So they can't right now because it's a 5-4 uh, court. I know, I know, I know. 6-3 squishy court. Uh, so they'll just stack the court and they'll have all three branches of governments. Our only firewall, as I mentioned earlier, would be the state legislatures. But that's what you can expect. Another thing that you can expect is this the rules that are going to come from COVID-19. Oh my gosh, they are going to implement so many things on you if they win the Senate and if they win the presidency regarding COVID-19 and your behavior, you are not going to know what to do. You're going to be so frustrated because listen to this article here. The headline is, this is from um, Mega Media. Yeah, I know. You can say whatever you want left is about it, but you know, go ahead and prove it wrong. Gross. China flight attendants asked to wear diapers to help slow the spread of COVID-19. That's right. You heard me right. The Chinese government has asked their flight attendants, and the Chinese government doesn't ask anything that they control. They tell them that they need to wear diapers to stop the spread of COVID-19. So you know why? It's because if they use the public restrooms, they could potentially spread COVID-19. So now these flight attendants, they have to wear diapers. That's right. Diapers. If the left get their way, you're going to be wearing diapers. You damn well know it. And here's another thing that you can expect regarding COVID-19. You're going to have to take the, the vaccine. The government's going to force the vaccine on you. Again, I read a story a while ago that they're going to give you a $1,500 snippet by, if you take the vaccine, but you're going to be forced to take the vaccine. No matter what, I don't care about side effects. I don't, they don't care uh, if it's going to kill you or not. They don't care. You will be forced to take the vaccine and you'll be forced to wear diapers. You don't think I'm, you think I'm kidding about this? You think it's all a joke? I mean, this is, this is the left. This is the, our, our leftist politicians want total control. Follow the science. Remember they say that follow the science. This is how they control you. And this virus has done a masterful job of beating people down and controlling them. You got people, and again, I apologize if you're one of them, driving in their car alone with a mask on. That makes sense. So here from CNN, why vaccine our, well, sorry, why vaccinate our most frail question mark odd vote out shows the dilemma so the vote to recommend long-term care residents be among the first to receive uh covid19 vaccination was not unanimous out of a, a panel of 14 cdc vaccine advisors a lone doctor said no odd woman out i guess dr helen Kel kilp I don't know if I'm saying it right, K-E-I-P-P, -P. Talbot of Vanderbilt University told her colleagues, I still struggle with this. This was not an easy vote. Now, the reason why she struggles with this is because uh, several of these people could die. So because they, they haven't done any testing on this, uh, how it's going to impact the most, the more frail of us all. Now, I want you to think about that. Here's a headline from Summit News, CNN. Don't be alarmed if people start dying after taking the vaccine. They actually said that. CNN said, don't be alarmed if, if people start dying after they take vaccine. So here's what's going to happen. 
They want to give this to the most frail first. Seems to make sense, right? Right? You think it would be logical. Um, and those most frail are, are, are elders in nursing homes, is what the article goes on to say. This is the CNN article. And, well, they haven't done any testing on these, so you're going to give it to these, uh, you know, elderly people in these nursing homes. And, well, some may die because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know the effect. So don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed if they die. I'm just telling you, don't be alarmed. Now, could you imagine? Could you imagine if Donald Trump said something like that? But it's CNN, of course. Don't be alarmed if our old people start dying in nursing homes after taking the vaccine because it's just, you know, it's the greater good, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about the greater good because if they die, well, you know, they were old anyway. They were frail. They're going to die anyway. So if they die because we give them this vaccine that we haven't really thoroughly tested, okay, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it if people die. That's what CNN's already telling you. Don't worry about it. Don't be alarmed if people start dying. But they're alarming us every day about the number of people dying. They got their stupid graphic up on their screen on CNN, how many people have been infected, how many people have died. But I guarantee you, absolutely guarantee you because how the media works that if after you know all the election uh, is settled let's say come monday december 14th the electoral college gives their votes to biden i guarantee you the media is going they, they don't care now if people die from this they just don't care they got what they wanted they got the election in they still have to scare you now because we got a uh a Senate runoff race here in Georgia on January 5th that the left desperately wants to win. So they got to keep you frightened. They got to keep the fear up there. But people are going to start taking this vaccine. They're going to give it to older people first at nursing homes. Some are going to react to it and die. It's just, I mean, and they're telling you, don't be afraid if that happens because we haven't tested this thoroughly. You're going to give that to my grandma, my grandfather? And I'm not supposed to worry if they start dying. So, no, you know, Jimmy, I, I came here to tell you, um, you know, Grandpa Joe, <sighs> Grandpa Joe, you know, he wasn't doing well in the nursing home. You know, right, Jimmy? Uh, right? I mean, you visited. I mean, you haven't visited in a while. You've looked through the, the, the plate glass window to see Grandpa Joe. And, well, Jimmy, um, uh, he didn't have COVID. That's the good news, Jimmy. That's the good news. He didn't have COVID. I just, first, I want you to know he didn't have COVID, but, you know, but we gave him the vaccine and unfortunately had an allergic reaction and, well, Jimmy, um, Grandpa Joe passed away. So that's, I mean, that story is going to play out. It's just COVID-19 is um, the left's tool to beat you over the head. Uh, Liz, this is another story that I thought was just hilarious about COVID-19. And I don't mean uh, death is hilarious. It's not funny. It's not funny. Death is serious because, you know, there's no coming back from it. At least not yet. PJ Media. Russian officials warn citizens to abstain from alcohol before and after COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, good luck with that one, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I got some listeners in Russia, but come on. You guys know, right? Come on. This is this could read to America. If, if American officials warn citizens to abstain from alcohol before and after COVID-19 vaccine, we'd be like, what? No way. 
play. Sorry, this doesn't just play in Russia. You could say they're Europe. You know, if European officials warn citizens not to drink red wine uh, before and after COVID-19 vaccine. By the way, in the COVID-19 vaccine, you take one shot and then two weeks, three weeks later, three weeks later, you got to come get the second shot. So you're going to tell me I got to stop drinking for three weeks? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. Good luck with that one. So yeah, it'll be never ending. It'll be perpetual going, okay, we got to start all over because you drank some, uh, you, you had, you, how much vodka you have? Well, just a, a couple of bottles of vodka. Okay, okay. So, uh, okay, so we got to start all over. You got to do shot one again. You think you can hold out for three weeks? Absolutely asinine, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely asinine. But here's something else asinine. You're going to love asinine because asinine, well, asinine leads the way in America right now. Uh, also from Breitbart, public school second grade homework. Have you heard this story yet? So this public school gave this homework to second grade kids. Here's the assignment. Biden is your president, not Trump. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So public school in San Antonio, Texas, gave a homework assignment December 1 to second graders that appeared to ask children to write the name of the current U.S. president, but only offered the name of Joe Biden as a choice and not that of Donald Trump. So this has got to be one of the biggest disservices to children that I absolutely know of. I mean. This is how asinine our media is, that they don't report on this, and people are outraged. I hope people are outraged on it. But, but, I mean, this is an opportune time to teach children civics. I mean, this is an opportune time to educate them on how the Constitution of the United States works. I am fascinated by everything going on because we are getting a, a history lesson in the making right before our eyes like I would have never imagined we've got. My hope is this goes to the house so we can see that process play out because I just want to see it for selfish reasons. This is, to me, this is history in the making. This is a golden opportunity to teach your children about the Constitution of the United States and how it all works because you know what? No matter what side you're on, the Constitution actually guides us it it gives us everything that needs to be done there's no guesswork here there's arguments but there's no guesswork and this is a beautiful time i've been teaching my son by the way this process and he's very well versed in how it, how it's going to play out he knows that the president is not president elect until the electoral college meets he knows how the process works he's nine because why we have conversations about it at the dinner table if my school came back, his school came back and said that the assignment was to teach them that Joe Biden is the president of the United States, then I would have a problem with that and I'd have a conversation with that school. However, my child goes to a private school, so we don't have to deal with this public school minutia. Uh, here's another story also from Breitbart. Andrew Cuomo says he learned humanity from Ted Kennedy. <laughs> now the headline goes on who left woman to die in submerged car i mean how i i i'm i'm, I'm speechless when i see something like this because ted kennedy abs actually left the woman to die in her car i mean you can argue this all you want leftists but you can't argue that ted kennedy was driving in his car drunk he went off a bridge car submerged in the water he got out swam to shore went home or to somebody's house and didn't alert anybody until the next day that Mary Capecci was in his car. She drowned subsequently. And that's who 
Andrew Cuomo learns humanity from? It tells me everything I need to know about Andrew Cuomo. I don't even care about the rest because if you're going to sit here and say, I learned my humanity from Ted Kennedy, well, that tells me everything I need to know about you. And I got to tell you, it ain't good. Um, couple of other stories here and wrap up the today's podcast. I know this is a quick story headline. This one, for those of you in California and got a lot of listeners out of California, uh, Gavin Newsom's team increasingly concerned about recall efforts. Did you know there's a recall effort in your state if you're in the state of California? There is, and it needs, I think, about 300,000 more votes. I'm looking at the article now, but here it is. Governor, California Governor Gavin Newsom has already survived five long-shot recall attempts in his two years in office, but those close to him are reportedly worried that the current recall effort amidst frustration over his handling of the coronavirus pandemic could be successful. Uh, near the bottom of a political report of Newsom's chief of staff, Ann O'Leary, preparing to depart Sacramento for a potential job in the Biden administration, uh, rest this spicy nugget. As Newsom begins his third full year in office, the governor's team is increasingly concerned with a long-shot conservative recall that could mushroom into a major threat in 2021 if it attracts significant financial report. By the way, that's a source. This is out of the San Francisco Gate, uh, .com, sfgate.com. That's a source uh, for you leftists out there. Not like the Atlantic stories that reported on Trump disparaging the military where there was no sources. Uh, this is a source. Uh, this is Ann O'Leary is listed as the as an actual source. Okay, I just want the left to know this because they have a hard time with this. But anyway, the recall effort here it is. Organizers have until March 17th to gather 1,495,709 valid voter voter signatures to force a recall election. They say they already have 800,000, but will need a large infusion of cash to get the last five hundred thousand uh, voters so so they need an outsider to write a big check uh the way that darrell issa founded or funded the gray davis recall in 2003 so for all of you california listeners out there and any other listener across the country if you are so inclined i won't put it on the air here the the group to contact but i'll put it in my show notes please contact them if you're interested in supporting this recall effort of Gavin Newsom, because remember, Gavin Newsom's the guy who went to the fancy swanky restaurant, which I would love to go to that restaurant, by the way, uh, and ate with his closest friends and allies, maskless and without any social distancing. Uh, this is the guy that is ordering all of your restaurants, your restaurants in your state, to close down because of the pandemic, but yet his winery is open with outdoor seating as well. But, you know, it's, what's, what's good for him is not good for you. You know, rules for me, no rules for you. So I'm, I'm saying that entirely wrong. I know. But this is gaining traction. 800,000, 500,000 signatures left to go. Well, you know, what they need is they need your support if you can support them financially to keep this going. But they're worried. And they're worried from an inside source. You leftists, I'm just telling you. Just telling you. So uh, another story here. Schiff refuses to disclose why he withheld details of Swalwall's relationship with a Chinese spy from Intel Committee. Really? Do we really? Do we? 
you know, do I really need to know anything more? We know why he refuses. He's a hypocrite. Adam Schiff is the biggest hypocrite in the world. I've said this kind of jokingly, but I'm kind of serious too, is somebody needs to check his rosters of interns. Any college A's male Chinese students there? I'm just saying, I'm just saying where there's smoke, there's fire. By the way, I put together a video of um, uh, um, Eric Swalwell. It's on uh, my show notes uh, or it's in, uh, it's on my YouTube channel as well as my rumble channel and it's eric swalwell goes to the movies so i had a little fun with it yesterday if you haven't seen it uh, please do go into uh either rumble.com or my youtube channel politics and brown liquor and it's eric swalwell goes to the movies and that's the headline and what i did is i took his interview he did with cnn and i spliced in some movie clips i think it's funny i enjoyed it i still i had to watch it a couple of times i thought it was pretty entertaining you know played it for some close friends around me and my wife and uh they thought it was entertaining as well so you know i'd love to hear your input but i just had a little bit of fun and i like to share the entertainment but anyway this, this is just more hypocrisy from the left i mean what else can we expect but hypocrisy from the left uh, last one last story we'll wrap this one up and talk about uh this topic here real quick uh hunter biden hunter biden is back in the news talking about him the other day but this out of zero hedge this is hilarious chinese money launderer called james biden that's joe biden's brother after fbi arrest was trying to reach hunter <laughs> so this guy was arrested you know for whatever money laundering or whatever and he, he needs to make a phone call so he calls what he thought was hunter biden he gets james biden <laughs> and, uh, he thought because you know it just it just it's laughable because this is why the chinese uh are using the bidens is for influence in american politics and now if biden is uh, put in as president of the united states the chinese got him in his pocket i mean this guy who very close ties to the chinese communist party has got hunter biden's phone number and james biden's phone number by the way gets arrested and who do they call they call the biden so they thought he was getting hunter because hunter has direct access to his daddy you know that's why but then this uh, I mentioned this on the show yesterday. This is from uh, MRC Newsbusters. Here's the headline. ABC, CBS wave goodbye to corrupt Hunter Biden. Drop it after day one. One day. After a day. Uh, and NBC just footnotes it. So the article goes on to talk about how ABC, CBS, and NBC barely talked about the Hunter Biden corruption scandal. Uh, recently, I mentioned it on yesterday's show, how they're investigating Hunter Biden for tax evasion, tax fraud. So ABC, NBC, CBS mention it, and they had to mention it, and people are going, oh, so now the media is going to talk about it. Oh, I see, I see. Now, now because after the election. Uh, no, it's not because it's after the election. This is, this is very much by design. This is why they had to report it. And I may have mentioned this on yesterday's show, I can't remember, but it, 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 it merits briefly talking about it again, is the reason that the alphabet soups had to talk about Biden being investigated for tax evasion. And by the way, yeah, the, uh, I'm sorry, the powers that be, the FBI, Department of Justice, whoever is investigating, did wait till after the election for a reason. And they, wa they didn't want it to taint the election. I'm sorry, they just didn't. It, they're completely corrupt. And the media now, they have to mention it. And the reason they have to mention it is to get it out of the way. See, if they talk about it now, what they can say is, see, that's old news. We've already talked about that story. I'm sorry, that story's been reported on. You're just bringing up old news. And, you know, the, you can't call us biased. We reported a negative story on the Bidens. Look, we reported on the Hunter Biden thing, albeit gave it 10 seconds of reporting. So it's all by design. The media are so transparent. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, 
Their tricks are transparent. You just got to know to look for them. You just got to ask the questions why. Why would the media bring it up now? And it's not. And, and what they want you to believe is they want you to believe that they're, they're just doing their journalistic duty. When no, what they're really doing is they're bringing it up now so they can get it out of the way. This way, they don't have to bother with discussing this during a Biden administration. When, you know, not only is Biden's son, Hunter Biden, under investigation, by the way, so is his brother, James Biden. So the media needs to get this out of the way so they can just grease the skids for a smooth transition of Joseph Biden into the presidency and then onward to all the shenanigans that the Democrats are going to pull to control us the American people. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast Politics and Brown Looker. Woody and I appreciate you so much. We've uh, Each day we get more and more people listening to the show and we can't do it without you. We can't do it without your help and your support. And again, I'll mention this. Uh, we're a young channel. We're a small channel and we need your help. And the way you can help us is by subscribing to our channels our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and of course, iTunes, uh, Apple, if you're listening to us on that platform, to subscribe there and give us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes. And the more that you like, follow, share, subscribe, and give us a rating, the more it helps us in the algorithms, and then the show will start moving up the charts. We're about, I would say, just below the halfway mark of being on the charts. You know, the, there's a lot of voices out there, and we need your help to get our voice heard and the way again you could do that is simple and it's free go to our youtube channel politics and brown liquor subscribe you don't have to watch anything go to our rumble channel rumble.com it's the pbl podcast there and subscribe you don't even have to watch it just subscribing moves us up in the algorithm gets us on the main pages if you're listening to this on apple itunes again you subscribe to uh the channel the the um podcast i guess it would be and give us a five-star rating. And thank you to those of you recently have given us a five-star rating. We appreciate it so much. Now, if you want to support the channel financially, there's two ways you can do that. You can go uh, in my show notes. There's a link to our, our store to, to purchase PBL merchandise. And I'd love to hear what you'd like to see because we can put anything on a t-shirt, coffee mug, whatever it is, and purchase some of our items there. Or you can go to patreon.com slash the PBL podcast and buy a membership anywhere from a dollar a month, $3 a month, $5 a month. And again, if you're in the Middle East and you've got all kind of oil money just pouring out and you just want to help out some small little American channel, and you can be from uh, other countries too, and America, and purchase our big one, $10,000 a month. We love you a long time. You'd be on the show. We give you all kind of perks if you do that. Anyway, thank you again for listening to the show, the PBL Podcast, also known as Politics and Brown Liquor.